life is not finite. It's not black and white. Things are going to change. You're going to go through loss, tragedy, love. All these things are going to happen, bro. And you're going to need different things. You have to be able to pull it from self. I can't, I can't call Skylar. And like, if I want to feel good about something, I can't just call you all the time. You know what I mean? Listeners, viewers, give a subscribe on the YouTube channel and a follow on Instagram. All right. We got my man, Keith Buxton, all the way out from Virginia Beach, Virginia, yes, originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York. That's right. And 14 years of friendship from summer experience at High Point University. Damn, man. Half our life, like we were saying. Summer 2K, 2008. Man, decade and a half. Glad to be here. Yeah, so love that we're branching out, not just drinking booze and eating food and we're trying to inspire some people maybe just ourselves and maybe some inner circle and we had some topics that we came up with we're both uh motivational speakers and keith how long you been coaching youth basketball and you know just give a little bit of your basketball background sure when i think about um like the longevity how long I've been doing it. Uh, I know it started, ironically, back at High Point, the high interest level. So if we clocked it from there to now, it's been at least 12, 12 years. Yeah, 12, at least 11, 11 years for sure. All levels, um, starting collegiate, prep school, private college, and then uh, that's when we got to afterwards, uh, youth athletics. So like more so high school and club ball. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a varying level of motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic. There's a varying level of, uh, opportunities that come and go with each job. The biggest thing I think that remains the same is the, uh, the passion for, for educating the game. And then like, if I'm being completely transparent, like the, the competitive nature, you know what I mean? Like. It's always, I think intrinsically, we all have something we want to be great at or be good at. And, um, you know, realistically, you want to be a dog about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you want to be a, a, a highly competitive person about that thing. You see it in multiple sectors and in, in our family and friends and different spaces they're, they're in. You know what I'm saying? And um, coaching has been an outlet. It's one of the best things I love about what I do, but also there's also uh, a flip side of that coin that's always also always feel like it's taking or, or or pulling from me you know what i mean it requires so much mentally um the x's and o's people get it twisted i think you can agree people get it twisted the x's and o's of the game that comes um with knowledge film practices you know however however you go about your planning that's not that's not the hard part of coaching the hard part of coaching is the um the managing of personalities the different styles of teaching, the uh, and then realistically in athletics, from youth sports all the way up is recruiting. You know what I mean? Like that's, you got to be a dog about recruiting. And if I'm being honest, like that's what kind of um was harder and definitely about the collegiate game. I didn't know about college basketball until I left. I didn't know. My passion for coaching college basketball came from, <laughs> find ourselves talking about high point again, being back, being on high point, campus you know what i'm saying like i think freshman year i never watched the game sophomore year is when i started partying and junior year um 
one or two guys from the team, not the, I don't think it was the players. The players were always pretty cool dudes, but like one or two guys from the team came and asked me like, Hey, we could use some help. Like, would you, would you like to be around? And, uh, you know, I loved basketball. Like I, I know I loved basketball. So it was like, you know, okay, why not? And then like, before I know it, I'm coming to practices. Um, you know, I'm helping out with uh, game preparation. I'm doing film, you know, I'm even doing the smaller things. And like, I started to see the day in day out of collegiate basketball. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I love, like I, I really developed a passion for it. You know what I'm saying? And um, was uh, your upbringing, like, I think a lot of how you are as a kid mm -hmm. reflects on your upbringing mm -hmm. from your parents. Mm -hmm whatever your upbringing is mm -hmm. it is and that's you can't really control that okay like if you were raised going to the church every sunday you went to the church like that's you weren't you know. like hey mom dad i'm not going that's what they you were know. like no you're coming yeah, yeah yeah so whatever you know was your upbringing around sports like dude no because one, mine no one, was yeah so i think whatever you're basically saying my upbringing was not around sports it really wasn't man. so it yeah, really was i mean i I played a little bit, but like it really wasn't that. It was my my upbringing was around music. I went to a performing arts high school. Um, Dr. Susan McKinney out near Fort Greene Projects did a lot of growing up there. Made some of the best friends I've ever known. Um, still good friends with them to this day. But even there's a strain on that relationship because they're in New York and I've been everywhere else. Um, but that's what I knew. I knew music. We dabbled in basketball a little bit, you know what I mean. But that really was music was what I know. Um, uh, as far as my, my, my childhood, I watched my dad get up. <laughs> I watched my father get up every day, five, maybe four thirty every day, prepare to, um, go to work, leave, go to work and then not come home every day until about eight o'clock. And, um, my dad, uh, works or he's retired now, but he worked as a supervisor for, um, Metro Tech, which is like MTA Transit of all of New York City. So he was a supervisor, um, kind of like within the computer systems information um, building, uh, really, really good within tech services. And you got to remember like the, the, the development of tech being integrated into the workplace, that was 80s, 90s. That's when he really got good at it. He did not finish. Well, he, he went to some colleges of gain credit, but he never finished the whole college program. So for him to attain that job and then work it for a majority of the time, like super impressive. I watched him do that and feed a family of nine. Um, my my whole um, high school life, high school, middle school life. Uh, this You're is, one of nine. I'm one of seven. Whoa. Yeah, dude, one of seven, and that was just in my crib. Like, and um, I watched him do that, and I watched him do that after enduring major loss and trauma. I, I, I lost my mom when I was four, bro. Like, I lost my mom when I was four. His wife. When I was four years old, dude, he got remarried at, I think, six, seven, when I was six, seven. And then my, you know, my brother and my mom came into the picture, amazing. And then, like, they had kids together, they had five kids. So I watched him hustle, get up every morning mm -hmm. to provide mm -hmm. for this family in New York City mm -hmm. during the 90s, 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and, like, that's where my grind and my work ethic kind of, like, started, is just kind of watching him sacrifice everything he's ever known for himself to make sure other people were, were good. You know what I mean? Even even if it was at the times at the detriment of himself, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just what he knew. So um, you know, to take that and relate it to to athletics, like, and then give me an opportunity or life to go to school and and pick something that I want to do. <laughs> I never forget he made a joke about yeah, like, yeah, man, don't get it twisted. Like I could just send you to to theologian school, theological school, and you could be, join a seminary. 
Like, this man lost his damn mind. Like, I'm never doing that. You know what I mean? But, like, he, that was him making a point of, like, yo, like, I really tried to do everything I could to put myself in position for you guys to have an opportunity to do something that you want to do. Because I remember leaving, because I always felt some type of way about going away to school, bro. I wanted to go SUNY community, SUNY or CUNY. I wanted to go upstate college, New York, because I'd be close to my family and my friends. But they went to, like, kind of shit me off. I still have reservations about that. But, like, I he I remember saying, okay, little dad, let me study something that's, like, like that I think could really be beneficial. Like, let me study accounting. Let me study finance. Let me. He's like, nah, I didn't, we didn't send you to school to do that, me and your mom. We sent you to school so you can fall in love with a passion and do something that you know you want to do. Was I smart or not smart to, you know, like love coaching? I could never tell you, but like, that's what it was. That's what resonates. Like I used to tell a, you know, I used to tell a lady friend of mine, it's like, you know, like what, what sets, like what sets a passion or a fire inside of you, bro? Like follow that. My stepmom, she says that don't follow the bread, follow that. Like you can't lose if you follow that. You know what I mean? And then like, I'm not, I, dude, I, I, I can't fake it, bro. Like if it's something I'm not feeling, I'm not going to fuck with it. Like that's just who I am. So it's like when I, all that to say, when I take it back to like going to those first initial practices and working with our team and our players and getting to understand how much preparation went into competing at that level, understanding the resources that were being used behind closed doors, understanding the money that was coming in. Like when I got to learn that space, in my mind, I was like, yo, like I can, this is this is a pond, this is a, a lake I could swim in, bro. Like I can, I could figure this out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of sharks in that lake, you know what I mean? But, you know. That's that's what I that's where all that came from. You know what I mean? I'm about to tell you there's bigger lakes called oceans okay. and bigger sharks. I believe it. And of course. those those are those are where you want to be swimming because mm-hmm. I had the realization that coaching's great. Mm-hmm. Sport athletics great. Mm-hmm. There's a way bigger realm of your abilities and gifts that could impact more people than you and I even know. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize that. And maybe it's podcasting. Maybe it's something way more than podcasting. Yeah. There is, I guess, like the whole adage of uh, coaching is what you do. It's not who you are. Mm. You are a inspiring, motivated person mm-hmm. that happens to coach basketball. Like coaching is not the end all for the you. All, yeah, It's great for a while. Like Coach K did it his whole career. Mm-hmm. There's very, very, very few of those, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not going to be another Coach K. There's a there's a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. There's very few of those mm-hmm. that do it their whole life, have great success at a big program. Mm-hmm. That motivation, though, that drive can be used in other avenues of life yes. outside of sport. Yeah, and I think that's why I encourage you to seek out while you're doing what you're doing and part of it is because i'm doing it right now Mm -hmm. i realized though that volleyball was amazing coaching kids amazing there's more to life than sport Mm -hmm. sport is a distraction the bar alcohol distraction a lot of the people that we want to hang out with distractions Mm. And what are they distracting you from? Being whatever it is that you really can be. Mm-hmm. And it might take a while for you to figure it out if you keep getting distracted. Mm-hmm. The less distractions, the more focus on yourself, the more action taken, the mm-hmm. more risk taken, the mm-hmm. more failure uh, brought upon yourself, 
the more you grow and the faster you grow and then you realize wow i could do this and yeah you just start dismissing all those judgments from those people those naysayers just keep going man keep yeah. going that's been the the term i've been using keep going yeah Always. because you know it's not about the viewers or the likes because we're you know just doing it pure passion man because this is um yeah it's passion and it's also it's good for people to hear normal people not superstar athletes you mm -hmm. know doing a podcast there's brandon mark there's all these guys yeah, yeah, yeah pro football pro basketball players doing a podcast yeah. talking about their experiences there's very few of those in the world there's mm -hmm. very few professional athletes percentages yeah what's like the crazy stat of college athletes going to pros so there's school, a commercial about it like high school high school to college basketball speaking of basketball high school to college is one percent nationally and then from college to pro is like under under one percent yeah yeah it's like so the numbers are crazy those podcasts that you see on instagram of the pro athletes talking about their experiences you're like one person out of a hundred if that mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot of people who are doing cool things who can be doing way bigger things you just gotta like mm-hmm embrace that limelight and yeah. embrace the fact that you only get one shot at it and you only hit your peak once mm. you know you got to build towards that prime and i think we're both in that prime zone yeah yeah and once you leave your prime whether it's athletics or life it ain't it ain't coming back mm. so you need to like figure it out before you hit the prime and then go as hard as you can that's right because your motivation decreases your body decreases everything shuts down mm -hmm. so extending your prime extending your shelf life through healthy habits through good sleep mm -hmm. through good nutrition through great hydration mm -hmm. i know water is just such a key part of life and it sounds so silly mm -hmm. uh, because it's like you don't see commercials like drink more water <laughs> what do you think about the topic that when you're recruiting top level high schoolers or eighth graders to play for your club or your team as opposed to college players when you're recruiting the younger guys you're trying to get them to fall in love with the game still mm. and it's you're just being fun like you're being yourself when you're recruiting older guys you're not trying to get them to fall in love with the game or yourself you're trying to get them to play just for your school and pick you mm-hmm and it's not as fun. It's more business. Yeah. The fun aspect has sailed because it's a job mm -hmm. for you and it's a job for that athlete. Yeah. When they go to college, the biggest thing of the progression from college to juniors after coaching volley is it's a full-time job for any sport at any school, small or big. The kids eat, sleep, and breathe that sport for four years. It's full-time job. So it's not as fun for them. It it can be fun. It's just more focused. And you got to like kind of gotcha. persuade them that, yeah. hey, this is a good fit for you. It's not like, hey, come play for me. Like I'm fun. And, you know, it's more just professional and more of a job for both parties. That's right. Whereas before the kid was just having fun. It wasn't like a job. That's right. The commitment level, the hours put in was way less than the four-year commitment or two-year commitment at a community college when you're when you're in a division one two three athlete that's right when i think about 
what drove, let's say, the culture of the programs, right? Intrinsically, like, it was fun to be on the floor with players and be in the framework with coaches and, you know, be on the sideline during games. Like, that stuff is fun. You know, competing, traveling, all that's great. You know what I mean? That's that's part of why you do it. Um, what I didn't know prior to being in that, like prior to being in those spaces is how hard it is to, um, how hard it is to be consistently good. You know what I mean? The hours you put in the process, like that's not always fun. That's work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's work. Like the season, the the games are the fun part. Mm -hmm. Like competing when you're in the moment and an intense practice, that's fun. Yeah. That's effortless. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the, okay, the season's over. We got to recruit. That becomes work. Okay, the season's over. The recruiting's over. We have to convince these guys to buy in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have to convince these ladies, these guys to hit the weight room. That's right. To motivate them. And that cycle, you know, is what people don't see. Yeah. People see the games on TV. Mm -hmm. They don't see the practices. They don't see the recruiting. They don't see, you know what you're doing to motivate the athlete. Yes. You know, Bobby has like this issue going on and you have to make this decision to confront Bobby about this issue to make him feel good. And then you have to do that a week later about Joe or Sally. And you have to have all these little conversations Mm -hmm. that take a lot of mental bravery and sensitivity Mm -hmm. because like you said, personalities are the hardest part. Managing the personalities, yeah. And you don't see as an outsider who doesn't coach any of that. All you see is the game mm-hmm. and the reaction of the coaches during the game. And that's the easy part. That's just fun. You're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline kicks in. Mm-hmm. Those are the fun you know, aspects of coaching. It's the recruiting. It does become hard because when you lose a kid, you're like, damn, I gotta, that's I gotta, a loss. And, I, and you start remembering the losses inevitably more than the wins and it's hard to you know then balance working on yourself Mm -hmm. because you're trying to recruit all these kids motivate all these kids at any level Mm -hmm. and then what happened to your life and making sure you're sharp because yes if you're sharp and you're working on yourself as much as you're working on the kids which takes a lot of time and a lot of discipline then you're your best coach You need to be working on yourself equally or more than you're giving to the kids, whether it's working on your physique and fitness, Mm -hmm. your nutrition, Mm -hmm. your spiritual or, you know, mindfulness, Mm -hmm. then that kind of radiates to the athletes. You're a hundred percent right. If you neglect yourself and you're feeling like crap, you're eating crap and you're not working out, you know, you could give a lot of work and effort. But you just forgot about your own life. Mm-hmm. And then after a while of forgetting about yourself, it starts to snowball in a negative manner. Possibly so. And then you're like, man, I just gave everything to other kids. And for me, I'm just speaking from experience. When I was working out, I was able to push my athletes better. I felt better. So I was able to get more out of them. And I think they sense that as well. So you need to lead by example. I think I think you're on the money. I um, you know, when I think about my strengths and weaknesses in coaching, um, what worked best for me versus what I struggled with, um, motivating players, pushing players, like I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever 
that's a lie. I obviously I struggled when I was younger in the beginning, but I don't think I've ever once I figured out, you know, how how to how to manage. I don't think I've ever had too much of an issue within those spaces. And the reason why is like you want to surround yourself with grinders. You know, if you're getting the right players or families, they're already highly invested. So they want to do whatever it takes to become better or get to the next step or get 1% better every every single day. So, um, you know, it, it just like with anything else, you learn, especially now that I'm a bit older, you learn that you have to pour your energy into those spaces. Like even now, like from the youth organizations I've seen and worked for to others, like I spent a lot of time. I'm not going to say in retrospect it was BSing, but I spent a lot of time giving to organizations and players and families who were in it for fleeting or short moments. Hey, take care of this family. Hey, make sure this player gets this word out. Hey, can we put this kid on your your team for, you know, whatever season? And these people, they like, they weren't, they weren't a hundred percent invested like I was, but yet I'm giving my time and making sure a little, you know, little whoever got has a spot on our squad and stuff like that. So like I, as I've gotten older, like I learned like it's a, the game is a lot more about like managing where you're putting your energy. You can't you can't put it multiple places. And to go back to what you said, you're 100 percent right. You have to take care of yourself in order to be sharp in your discernment, be sharp in how you're managing, you know, your 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 basketball culture or people. And then also like to once again, live a life that leads by example. Um, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm always relatively active. Like I'm, I'm doing something like I'm, I'm in the mix, I'm lifting, I'm hooping. Like I'm always doing something to kind of stay active. Could I be better disciplined about possibly lifting or, you know, chiseling up definitely probably about diet. Like these are things I know for a fact, but I live my day to day, my week to week, my month to month where I'm I'm aware of those things. So like my food and my exercise personally aren't the worst things. What what gets me, Sky, to be myself, just revealing, like pulling back the curtain, what gets me, my sleep isn't great. My sleep is not great. And then the other thing too is like my um my mind at times. I'm not a I'm not a very overly anxious person, but my mind at times can uh can focus on too much of the past or too much of the future. You know what I'm saying? Or better yet, not even, you're always thinking ahead, but too much of the past and too much kicking yourself for mistakes. That's, if I'm being honest with myself, those are my weaknesses. Food, exercise, I can I can figure that out. I, I've been doing it forever. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this since we knew, we known each other. Like, I, I can figure that out. But what'll get me and what permeates possibly positively positively or negatively to the circle around me, personal, basketball culture, my job, I would say more so like lack of sleep and then sometimes like that mind running away on you. That's what gets me. I just got so much going in my head when we're talking about this topic. This mm-hmm. is good because you talked about energy management and remember Nito Kubain? Oh man. Shout out to Nito. You know, high point. Oh, it was it was gosh. fun. Nito Kubain was a great leader. He's the president of our university and um an absolute go-getter and self-starter. And he talked about energy management as opposed to time management. Now time management, you can't control time. Mm-mm. How we have our, our system is how we have our system. You could control your energy. Like you're flying out here. You could control 
not you, but whoever's flying cross country, you could like really try to relax and sleep and like rest up. Or if you're taking a bus to a game, like don't get all jacked up on the bus, like wait for the game Mm. to get pumped up. Mm. And just, there's so many ways that that resonated with me for the last 15 years, Mm. energy management, like finding ways like, Hey, maybe there's some people that you're around that day that you don't want to give that much energy to because people later in that day Mm. are going to, you're going to want to be a hundred percent there. And I think that's just a good tip for the listeners and the, and the viewers energy management. And that was from Nito Kubain back to you, Keith. Do you think that your lack of sleep could be better if your nutrition and your focus on you and your, and your, you know, lifestyle choices, whether it's, nutrition fitness working out or drinking Mm. like do you think those reflect your sleep and there's a great quote from uh that i read in tool of titans from tim ferris lao tzu lao tzu depression is in the past anxiety is in the future peace of mind is in the present Mm -hmm. i like that one and that one really hit home with me because i'm thinking about things that we're really critical we're good coaches. We're comes critical. with the space. Yeah, it comes with the space. We, we're critical of ourselves mm-hmm. and letting go of criticism, self-criticism of the past, letting go of what you need to do a week from tomorrow and being 100% present or as close to it as possible. I know in the Save the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix, the one guy praised MJ for always being present. He was like, you know, no matter what, he was present in his press conferences. He'd be like, that's tomorrow. And I think what parlays with being present is action. When you're thinking about what to do tomorrow, what could you do right then and there or in the next 30 minutes or the next hour to take your mind off that and better yourself right then and there. Yeah. And then inevitably you'll set up some green lights for whatever that event or get together is tomorrow. Do you think long story short, do you think like if you're not thinking as much and doing more and like really busting your ass with your physique fitness, mm-hmm. managing your social surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, to your best of your ability, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to flow and then dialing your nutrition, does that help your sleep? Oh, it totally correlates. All of it comes together. You're here with Mr. Keith Buxton, Keith coming out from Virginia. Yes, originally sir. from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, sir. Uh, big, big Nets fan, Knicks fan. Oh man, uh, whoever's in first place fan. Uh, <laughs> you rock the Lakers hat on the way out here, dude. Yeah, yeah. So you know, big I think basketball people, fan. It's actually kind of funny, man. Even even going back to school, but that's the first time I noticed it. But going back when we first went to school, like you realize people wear like hats and and gear from the teams they actually love. Whereas in New York, it's a fashion thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's swagger. If a Yankee fitted go with your Tims and your Air Force Ones, then that's what you're wearing. If you know, if a Kobe jersey, Kobe throwback during the summer, you know what I mean, goes with a with a bucket hat because you you know you you trying to rock like you know you trying to be early two thousands or nineties, you know what I mean, just that swagger. But people, when you leave town, when you leave the city, <laughs> and you go places, people are like, oh, you're a Phillies fan, like, nah, dude, it, it matches my gear. But been asking this to just about every guest, mm-hmm. the key to life, and I've been saying my answer over and over again. I was about to say, well, I want to hear what yours is. For me, it's just starting, being present, right? So starting each day on the right foot. And it's, you know, we have this amazing technology that when it works for us, it's great. Mm-hmm. 
And for me, I am not a fan of waking up to an alarm. Mm-hmm. I got a good mental clock. I want to wake up to this beautiful sun that we all revolve around. I do not want to wake up to this phone, to any alarm mm-hmm. telling me to get up. Mm-hmm. I want to get up on my own terms. And then I want to make the bed. And when I get up on my own terms and I make my bed and my room's clean, the day tends to be really good. Because why, why don't I make the bed? I'm hungover. I'm lazy. Late. I'm late. Mm-hmm. So for me, just getting off to a good start. And it's as simple as getting up to the sun and making the bed. I like it. I like it. Key to life. Um, as I, as I hear what you say and I, I think about me and my journey and people around me who I admire or I love, like in their journeys, I would boil it down to, I'd say two terms. And then this is kind of like a, a fill in a blank for people. I would call it intrinsic blank, right? Now, hear me out. What I'm saying is like whatever trait that is that you want to permeate into every facet of your life or into the people you come in contact with or to how you do business or to how you negotiate a contract, how you go about your exercise, how you go about your nutrition, how you go about, you know, your hobbies, how you go about dealing with your family, intrinsic blank. Now, what I'll give an example, like for me, I'd say at this moment in time, specifically i'll say intrinsic joy right not the fleeting joy not the joy you get from you know getting a ps5 getting bucking a new flight or you know getting shit for your birthday my birthday just not that fleeting passive you know in the moment like in the moment joy but that intrinsic hard to maintain work at it every day joy right and i say i want like i i want to continue to have that because I want that to permeate into those around me. You know what I'm saying? My, my work life, my personal life, my professional connection with, you know, coaches, players, organizations, like when people come up with me and I could, you know, connect with them and we do business, but I'm making them laugh. I'm I'm giving them a chance to understand perspective. You know what I mean? Like I'm not coming off like, too reserved or closed off or like standoffish you know what i'm saying like you know i think that can carry that can resonate or ripple across so many different like other facets of life so i would i would say that you know it's probably not the most common answer or more popular answer but intrinsic blank so whatever that trait is for our listeners our people who are invested intrinsic blank whatever that is that's the key to life what's the key to your life that's what I would go. We'll with. fill it in. My life is it joy for like? Well, I was life? gonna say initially, ev- like adapting, so evolution. So like that's why I picked the intrinsic blank. I can change that at any time. Life is not finite. It's not black and white. Things are going to change. You're gonna go through loss, tragedy, love. All these things are gonna happen, bro. And you're gonna need different things. You have to be able to pull it from self. I can't. Go, I can't call Skylar, and like if I want to feel good about something, I can't just call you all the time. You know what I mean? I will call it that inner peace of mind. Key to life. Being at peace. Key to life, bro. Because if you have inner peace of mind, your discernment is on point, your ability to connect is on point, your ability to know when to do those things and when not to do those things is on point. Inner peace of mind. Y'all call it that. Key to life. Listeners, viewers, give a subscribe on the YouTube channel and a follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. with my man, Keith Buxton from Brooklyn, living in 
Yes, sir. Va Beach, Virginia. Yes, sir. All right, Keith, great work.